and is live again. It's Will's Take on Sports. I am the host, Will Walker. Thank you for taking the time to join me this morning. 7 a.m. Thursday, February 13, 2020. Who loves you? I love you. I appreciate all the support that you give me uh, on all the platforms that podcasts can be listened on, especially on demand. The live listeners, I really appreciate it. I don't know how to work the chat yet. Somebody asked me about the chat. I don't know how to work the chat yet by myself as I'm trying to do this. So it's kind of hard for me to interact. But I see you. I see you. I see you. I appreciate it. Listen, share it with your friends. Let them know how to listen to Will's Take On Sports Live on Monday and Thursday. Share that information with them. Just go to the Spreaker app, type in Will's Take On Sports in the search box, or you can just simply click the link on any description that I have on Facebook, since that's where the majority of you listen from. Also, share that Facebook page so I can, you know, get more followers and things of that nature. And if you haven't done it already, come to the Facebook page and like uh, my Facebook page, please do so. I really appreciate that. Who loves you? As we are getting ready to go ahead into the NBA, it's getting ready to have their break. We're getting ready to head into the All-Star Weekend. Um, let me talk a little bit about Miles Garrett being reinstated by Roger Cadell. I didn't think this would happen. I'm be totally honest with you. I thought hey, he would miss at least six games to the next year. Um, there are those who live under this, uh, who have made it, made their uh, opinion known to me that Miles Garrett, uh, the guy tried to rip Miles Garrett a helmet off, or he called him an N-word and all this stuff. Get over it. <laughs> just, it just, I'm talking about Miles Garrett. I ain't talking about their opinion. He ripped that dude's head. He ripped that dude's helmet off because he called him a name. What are we, seven? What is he, seven? Get the heck out of here with that. And then he took that same helmet, used it as a weapon because he called him an N-word? You know how many times I've been called the N-word or boy? Living here in the South? I don't have. The, I didn't have the luxury of getting upset. I could be upset all I want to, but I couldn't react violently. I've had somebody even tell me, well, how you dish it out don't, doesn't matter how I respond. Uh-huh. Jail is full of people like that. It's full of them. Full of them, full of remorse that wish they would have walked away for the simple the fact that somebody said something to them or they did, they overreacted to a situation. Jail is full of those people. So miss me with that. Just totally miss me. I don't care about nothing. That, to me... Miles Garrett should have sat down for six games. Mason Rudolph should have been suspended for the rest of the season anyway. And then this thing about Ponce kicking him and all this stuff. Ponce probably should have been suspended maybe about the same amount of time as Mason Rudolph. But they, and then that's it. But Miles Garrett should be made an example of. Just like how you made an example, just like how Goodell made an example of Vontaze Perf uh, Perfect, he should have made an example of Miles Garrett. He should have been suspended up until at least six games going to the second half of the season. I mean, to the 2020 season. It's just my opinion. He hit the dude with, he ripped that dude's helmet off and he hit him upside the head. Then people say, oh, well, he grazed him. I don't give a flying freak how he hit him. He hit him with a helmet. He hit him with a weapon. You know, it, it, one thing, you know one thing about my people that I love? We'll defend one of us to tooth and nail. It don't matter, especially if it comes against another race or something like that. Or we feel like it's some kind of miscarriage of injustice or, or, they, or the system is going against us. This ain't got nothing to do with black. This got to, got to do with the fact that that was wrong what he did. 
That was wrong. I don't care how much uh, um, remorse he showed to Roger Cadell yesterday. In my opinion, Roger Cadell should have suspended him up until six games into the 2020 season. Because simple the fact is, whether it was the heat of the moment, whether the guy was trying to kick him in in his gonads or whatever, or he caught which excuse is he gonna use? He tried to kick him in the gonads, rip his helmet, or did he call him an N-word? Which one? Which excuse? Or did if he did the combination of all three, so that justifies the right to take his helmet off and use it as a weapon, whether he hit him with the padding part of the helmet or not, it doesn't still justify the fact that you take the man's helmet off and 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 use it as a weapon. Whether it's in the middle of the field, the things they do in the NFL uh, to me, even off the field, nobody else in life would get away with. People would lose their jobs because of some of the things and some of the trans uh, the transgressions that happen in the NFL. There's a dude on the New England Patriots roster who uh, had a drug indictment. He played the entire season, the entire season. He stayed employed. And you mean to tell me, you can't do that in everyday life. See, the NFL is that business. What could you do for me? That's what it is. That's what the NFL is. What, what could you do for me unless you're Antonio Brown? And you just a total, they just deem you a total screw up. And even then, there's teams that's going to probably be willing to give him a chance, i.e. the New Orleans Saints. They brought him in towards the end of the season. All that, that dude had been with three teams in less than seven months, no, less than four months. And they still brought that dude in. This is a that the NFL is a league. What can you do for me? And it doesn't matter what your off the field transgression. I just need you to behave on Sundays and during the season, or as long as you're employed on my football team. Even fans feel that way. That's why some of the morality that I see sometimes when guys do things, it, it just makes me laugh. It really does. And if you think I'm talking out of double side of my mouth, I'm not because my whole thing is about the Miles Garrett situation is Miles Garrett should have been suspended for 2020. But if Miles Garrett was a Miami Dolphin and he was on my team, oh, heck yeah, I want him back on my team. You doggone right I do because Miles Garrett can rush the passer. I still would have said he should have been suspended. To, he still he should be suspended until uh, six games into this uh, 20, upcoming 2020 season. But heck yeah, I'll take him. If he was a Miami Dolphin, I want him back, just like Xavier and Howard. His case got dismissed. Now they'll do that the Mexican charge. The league is full of those dudes. It's full of them. Full of those trans transgressions. Um, those guys, less charges and things of that nature. Full of them. There's a lot of them. And they're not gonna say full of them, but it's a lot of them in there. And Xavier and Howard, he had that situation. Whatever, I don't want to go into his case, but whatever, it got dismissed. He might get four games, but I still want him on the Miami Dolphins because he can cover. That's, that's just the way it goes. Fans are the same way. All, all Most other fans are the same way. We're just like that. Can you help my team win? That's, that's all that matters. If you can't help my team win, you're no good to me. I don't know you personally. You're just a player. You're just somebody I see on TV or if I buy a ticket, you're somebody I, I root for when I'm sitting in the stands. Other than that, I can care less about your personal life. I can care less what you did. If the team, if the team is going to employ you and put you on the field, I need you to produce. Point blank, period. Produce. That's it. And I don't care about all that other stuff. I don't care about you doing whatever. I really don't. That's how I feel about it. I, I, I truly don't. I just want to see my team win. Speaking of winning, my Miami Heat and I have lost four of the last five games. Last night they played uh, Utah. 
Utah went absolutely nuts on my mind heat last night. It was a close game at one point. Got a little got a little hot and heavy for a little brief period right there between uh Bam Adebayo and Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert has got at least four inches on Bam Adebayo. And he made a difference. He he really affected Bam. And I think it got in Bam's head a little bit. See, Bam was about six nine, maybe six eight. I gave him six seven at one time, but he's he's not seven feet. Rudy Gobert is a legit seven feet. He's some semi athletic for NBA level. Uh he gave he gave Bam fits last night. Bam was four ten last night. He had eleven rebounds, he had five assists, he didn't he only finished with nine points. He gave Bam fits last night. And in one of Bam's field goals, he decided when he flushed the ball, he decided to bark at Rudy Gobert a little bit. That that was frustration. I don't think it had anything to do with a with a personal vendetta against Rudy Gobert. It was just the frustration of the situation. Rudy Gobert had twenty rebounds last night. He was dominant, man. Two blocks, and he probably altered about another ten. He was he was dominant. And then on top of that, they got Donovan Mitchell, who's just he's tough to he's, he he is tough to keep out the paint. His twenty six points last night was a big deal. Um, Utah shot thirty six threes. Uh, only 38% last night, or 39% last night. Uh, they only made four, 14 of them. Miami shot 39, hit 13. Uh, six of them by uh, Duncan Robinson, who is who's now getting to that point to where he just needs just a little space, and he can get that three-pointer off. You know, but all 13 of his field goal attempts for three-pointers. I'm going to need just a little bit more diversity in his game if he wants to, you know, get guys help get himself more open looks if he had that ability but he's coming off a lot of catch and shoot you know but he still needs to put that ball on the deck sometime and just step inside that line a little bit and, and, and shoot inside it's been a tough stretch for the miami heat over the last week and a half um you know jimmy butler missed a couple of games but this has been a tough road trip it's been really hard but they play some very good teams you know there's nothing they, they got the hawks tonight before the all-star break but it's been a tough tough stretch the only win they came up with was at the warriors uh they lost at the trailblazers they lost at the kings they lost at the clippers of course tough and then last night at the jazz so they played two of the top four teams in the western conference and then they played two teams that are just really fighting for their life or their playoff life in the kings and the trailblazers all the kings are really no factor but the trailblazers are and plus they got probably the best point they got in my opinion the best point guard in the league in uh dame Lillard. if you listen to the show on monday that's what i said and I stick by that. Speaking of Dame Lillard, Dame Lillard decided he's not playing, that he will not be uh, able to play in the All-Star Weekend this week. I ain't mad at him. You know, hey, take the break. Ain't nothing wrong with that. He should. Should take the time to, to get himself together, uh, get healthy. I want to speak on that All-Star thing, All-Star game. Um, I haven't really paid much attention to the All-Star game. I'm going to be totally honest with you over the last couple of years. It just doesn't do anything for me. Uh, I know there are a lot of people that like that uh, pick format, no specific teams by conference, Eastern and Western Conference anymore. It's the two top vote getters, and they pick their teams or whatever. They say it's like pickup style. Eh, okay. However, whatever. Doesn't matter to me. Okay, Dame Lillard has a growing, growing strain. That's why he's going to sit out All-Star Weekend. So somebody else will get a bonus check for being an All-Star. That's how that's going to go. Um, but anyway, the Miami Heat just really been struggling uh, on this road trip. 
got a chance to get themselves together when they go against the Atlanta Hawks tonight. Um, and Atlanta's a tough team for Miami because Atlanta they can space that floor, man. They they space that floor. There, Trey Young's gonna give you some. He's gonna get it to you, especially at home. The Hawks are. Uh, to me, the Hawks are not as bad as their records say they are. That's all I can say about that. They're really not that bad. They're not. A, they're not. A, they're not a really a horrible fifteen win team. Although your record is what it is, your record what your record says is who you are. But the Hawks can get just like any NBA team. But the Hawks with Trey Young, they can get hot. Um, I don't really know about that Clint Capella deal. To be honest with you, how that's going to trans uh, Deadman? I don't know. It, I think they need Cam Reddish and uh, that Hunter kid to get, you know, to develop. But you're talking about one kid who just played one year of college basketball. And it's amazing that the kid that played, uh, stayed in college, I think, three or four years, I think Hunter did. He seems to be having a little bit – he seems his, – his transition to the NBA seems to be a lot easier than Cam Reddish. But Cam Reddish only played one year of college basketball. So – and now he's going against the best players in the world. A little tougher. Just a tad bit. But he can shoot. Cam Reddish can shoot. I don't he, – he definitely can shoot. I think he was really uh, – I think his lack of production with Duke last season was the reason why Duke didn't win the national title because he was the key because he, he had the most consistent outside jump shot. And it should translate to the NBA. But, again, the kid only played one year of college. I think he's 19, 20 years old. I mean, good grief, you know. Tyler, he, he's like Tyler Hero for the Heat. Tyler Hero fell into a good situation with the Miami Heat because Tyler Hero isn't asked to uh, be a starter. He's just asked to be a, a specialist. Come in, shoot threes. That's it. Maybe the Hawks could ask the same thing of or give Cam Reddish that same type of uh, uh, work detail or uh, same, you know, give him the same type of uh, – situation that Tyler Hero's in. Maybe that'll help him. I don't know. I haven't watched much of the Hawks, although I live outside of the Atlanta metro area. I live in the Atlanta metro area. I still haven't watched much of the Hawks. You got an NBA league pass. Not a Hawks fan. But anyway, um, I'll watch them tonight because they're going to play against the Heat. But anyway, Cam Reddish, the Atlanta Hawks, like I said, as far as Trey Young is concerned, yeah, he is a bona fide all-star. And then I understand he didn't get invited to the U.S. Men's National Basketball Tryouts. They sent out 40 names, and his name wasn't on there. Zion's name wasn't on there. Who cares? I don't. The Olympic roster? Really? I don't think. I think this is going to be probably one of the worst Olympic teams of professional of, of NBA players that they're going to send in a long time. Since Dwayne, LeBron, Camelo. Allen Iverson, Tim Duncan, since that group. Since that 2004 group, that 2000, I think that was the 2014 that they sent over there and went over there and just got, they got beat by Argentina. I think they got a silver medal out of, a, a bronze medal out of the situation. I think this this might be that, might be the worst team since that group, that the Olympic roster, because I don't see Steph Curry playing. He's coming off injury. Clay's not going to play. KD's not going to play. LeBron's too old. Camelo. He's got enough gold medals. They don't need him. Um, let's see. Who else? You know, what a superstar. Kyrie's not playing. You might be stuck with Kim Walker, Donovan Mitchell. You might be stuck with the same team that played last year. 
playing in the Olympics this year, except what, maybe one or two other guys. I don't think James Harden is interested in playing. I know Russell Westbrook. I don't know, but Russell Westbrook shouldn't be interested in playing. They should go with pretty much that same roster. Why not? They're NBA players playing against other NBA players. I mean, France isn't that loaded. What, Rudy Gobert and Nick Nina, uh, Frank Ninakina? Really? And Nicholas Batum? Come on. So we'll play our our secretary all-star, our secretary NBA players against your secretary NBA players. Ta-da. Should be a great, great uh, tournament. I don't see the need for the Americans to sit there. I don't see any need for the top guys to go, and then, especially if they're coming off injury. I would like to see my center go that plays for the Miami Heat, Bam out of bio, just to play and just get that get more uh, experience on the court against top level talent. Plus, it's very physical. It would definitely suit his game. Cause Bam is very a very physical guy. Uh, Toronto's win streak ended, and of course, I got to get into this guy. LeBron James got another triple double last night. I watched this game between uh, the Lakers and Denver last night. Denver. Uh, Jokic, I don't. I still don't understand how he does it. He's just this dude is so uh, limited in my in my opinion as an NBA player as far as his athleticism. But he still gets it done. He's a great passer. He can definitely shoot from the outside, but zero speed. It's just none. It just seemed like he had just nothing. I mean, it's just it's just bad to watch, you know. But Denver. They're a piece away. They need Michael Porter Jr. to get to, to become a, a all-star level talent in the worst way. Um, I see they Millsap is now the backup center. They're going with the Grant kid from Syracuse. He's playing more of the four spot, which just gave Anthony Davis free reign last night uh, in that matchup. The Lakers are a team with two guys that are two of the top five players in the world or in the association. That's that's it. Those guys combined for 65 points last night. But they played 42 minutes apiece. 42 out of 48. This is what it's going to look like in the playoffs. Those two guys are going to have to do that much heavy lifting for the Lakers if they're going to hang another banner in Staples. It's got to be those two guys being that good or great because I don't care about uh, Caldwell Pope. Danny Green is streaky. Uh, I don't care about Avery Bradley. Yes, he is a good perimeter defender now, and he can knock down an open three-pointer from the corner. Okay, that's fine, but when LeBron James is not in the game and they go to Ray John Rondo, I would literally put my whoever's guarding him like at the basket and dare him to shoot. I'm still serious. Ray John Rondo, he started off great early in the season. People say, oh, wow, Rondo's got a jump shot now. Huh? Didn't, didn't last. The Lakers tried to get Darren Collison to come out of retirement. That should tell you everything they need to know. Everything you need to know about their what they think about their backup point guard situation. Kyle Kuzma played 16 minutes last night. 
I don't, I, I don't, not a body language expert, mind reader, or nothing like that. But he looked really disinterested last night. He just looked like he just like look. And you would think on a team that has the second best record in the NBA that it shouldn't be no problem for that guy saying, hey, I'll come off the bench and provide scoring off the bench. But he just looks disinterested. The Lakers are going to need LeBron James and Anthony Davis to be really, really good in the offs come April and May, and if they're going to play in June. They're going to need those two guys to be very good. The thing that's unique, though, they can get away with that against a team like Denver. Because Denver has really no superstars. Jokic is an all-star, but he's not a superstar. They can get away with that playing against a team like Utah because Donovan Mitchell is an all-star, and he hasn't taken that superstar level yet. Only simple fact is because, yes, he's had some playoff moments, but I don't really think you can consider Donovan Mitchell a superstar yet. He's an all-star, but he's not a superstar. So the Lakers have the advantage there. Well, the Lakers don't have an advantage even before the Clippers got Morris. Is they got a dude that's a superstar. Lakers have two, but they got a dude that's a superstar surrounded by Two other All-Stars, Lou Williams and Paul George. And then he's got a hard worker in the middle that can't stop Andy Davis but make his life miserable or at least try to be a, uh, somewhat of an adjutant or be getting his way, you know what I'm saying? And that's the series where AD's going to have to go absolutely nuts if the Lakers are going to win. If they match up with the Clippers, he's going to have to go nuts. He's gonna because he's he's gonna have to dominate the matchup between him and Montrez Harrell, him and Morris. He should easily dominate the matchup between him and Zubat. That should be that should be easy for him. But that's those that's the thing that's gonna happen. He's gonna have to dominate those matchups. To Michael Green, no, no chance. None of those guys can stop Anthony Davis. None of them. It's just a different. The thing is, is a lot of guys, and you can't follow him because he shoots. He shoots like. 85 or 86% from the foul line. I think that's what I heard during the game, during the telecast last night. Well, LeBron is not a great free throw shooter at all. But the LeBron-Kawhi matchup head-to-head should be is advantage Kawhi. Right at this moment in their careers because Kawhi is more athletic than LeBron. LeBron's one of the greatest athletes to ever play the game of basketball. But right now in his career, I think Kawhi is more athletic than LeBron at this point in their careers. Not over a, not over the entire career, you LeBron James lovers. Yes, I am. A, yes, I am Team Petty still, and I hate him because he doesn't play for the black and red no more. But I'm gonna give him his props that over the course of his career, he's been an outstanding. He, he's been a great athlete. He's just not that great of an athlete right now. And if you ask me, between the two, between him and Kawhi, Kawhi's the better athlete right now. That doesn't mean LeBron's lost all his athleticism. And I don't know why I just went into that ex- explanation because you're going to – LeBron – you say anything against LeBron James, it's almost like the people who follow Trump, you're saying something bad about Trump. Say something bad about LeBron James? Boy, I'm trying to tell you. That's, that's some of the best – those are some of the most passionate emails I get. And keep the emails coming. Will Walker Show.
at yahoo.com. That's Will with one L. Will Walker Show at yahoo.com. Keep the emails coming. Cause that means you listen. And also, when I'm going to start checking this a little bit more and start so you won't just get the automatic reply. Or the messages the messages that come on Facebook. Listen, call in Sundays when um we have the open forum and you can come in, you can come on and give your opinion. We do that on Sundays. Record at six o'clock. I know everybody's trying to get work ready for work on Monday morning. I get it. I know how hard that is. You gotta really truly love sports or truly be committed to the fact that you wanna come on my show or you wanna just yak up a little bit. But if you got an opinion that's different from mine and you like to challenge me on some of the things that I said that you don't like, don't just send the email. Join me on Sunday. And we can have a discussion. Remember, this is called Will's Take on Sports, though. I get the last word. Just thought I'd throw that out there. And I guess didn't realize that. Um, anyway, let's see. What else? <laughs> oh, the NBA All-Star Weekend. Uh, I got a, I got an interesting thought about what they could do for uh, the All-Star game. Why don't they play like, do it like hockey? Hockey does theirs by divisions. They do their All-Stars by divisions, and then they play like three 20-minute periods. Yeah, three 20-minute periods between four teams, and then whoever wins uh, those those games is crowned the All-Star champion, and I think they got a nice purse for it or whatever. I really don't know. I just saw the format one time flipping through the TV. Think the NBA should do that. They got six divisions, break it down into six teams, play 15-minute quarters or play a pickup style game, go to a certain point or whatever, and then, hey, play 15-minute quarters. So that'll give us what? One, two, three. That'll give us one, two, three, four. That'll give us five, you know, five games potentially. You know, how they break it down, what format they use, I don't know. I just I didn't really put much thought into the whole thing. I just thought it would be unique to do it like hockey, break it down into six different teams, and maybe that'll, you know, get some competitive, get more competitiveness out of them. Although I was in the highlights, it seemed that they were a little bit more competitive last year uh, with the new format. I don't – I really don't know. As far as the All-Star game uh, weekend, stuff like that, the, the Rising Stars uh, slam dunk contest, three-pointer, I'm rooting for Duncan Robinson. Of course, because he's a Miami Heat player, I'm going to root for um, – What's the, what's the guy that does all the dunking for us? Derek Jones Jr. So, I'm not, I might not watch it. I'm not, it's just, I can't watch that. That's just really hard. But anyway, uh, and yeah, Bam Adebayo is competing in the skills competition. So, hey, I do have rooting interests. I just, I don't know. I, I, I have really no desire to watch NBA All-Star Weekend. Although I am not happy I did miss that dunk contest between Zach Levine and uh, Aaron Gordon. That was a nice dunk contest. Very good. I hate I missed it live. I didn't see it, but I did. I have seen the highlights on YouTube and things like that. But it's NBA All-Star Weekend. It's going to be Team LeBron against Team Giannis on Sunday. But like I said, I would like to see it. Do it like hockey. Maybe I maybe to get more competitiveness out of the situation and maybe to get more interest. I don't know. Well, maybe you like it. If you like it, that's good for you. It just doesn't work for Will. That's all I can say about that. I want to thank you guys for taking the opportunity to listen to me this morning live. If you miss the show or if you're listening to the show on demand, please 
hit that uh, like, follow, or subscribe button on whatever platform you are listening to this podcast. Also, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at WWS underscore sports show. It's the same thing for both Twitter and Instagram. And like I mentioned earlier, in regards to Facebook, please. Go ahead and like and so hit that like button on my Facebook page. Uh, also, on Sundays, like I said, I do have an open forum that allows uh, different guests to come on or different fans like myself. You can come on. You can give your opinion in regards to sports. The guest call in number is 657-383-0992. Give us a call, push one to join the conversation. Again, let me give you that number, 657-383-0992. You can be able to call in on Sunday, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, like 6 p.m. sharp. And we get started. We usually last about an hour, sometime an hour and 15 minutes. All right, I want to say the same thing I say at the end of every single show say a prayer for somebody because prayer changes things. I holler. Be safe.